Rockin' Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. How are you not loving this gorgeous, beautiful Indian summer weather? Hey, you're inside Rockin' Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of November 5th and 6th. Hey, Tom P., it's still way too hot to hunt deer. Well, then don't hunt deer. You have a lot of other stuff going on. We happen to like warm weather deer hunting, or I do one of my lovely Dee Marie. She was an Inuit in her other life, I think. She liked the colder the better for that lovely lady. I like the warm weather squirrel hunting. The fishing is off the charts. Okay, stripers are in the bays and the inlets and are also out front, but the bay fisheries have been on fire. Barnegat Bay, parts of Great Bay, and I'm talking lower Barnegat Bay, and Great Egg Harbor Bay, still plenty of line siders around. On the front, and you got the tog out there. I'm going to limit still one. That's going to change uh, November 16th. Give that a couple of weeks to go. Then I'll jump up to five fish. Sea bass limit has jumped now to 15, but be prepared for a ride. Get the plastic out, fill up the tank, and go for a ride. Uh, you probably still hit some fish, maybe the, the Atlantic City Reef, 12 point something miles out. But for the most part, you want those big knuckleheads. And keepers, so swarm the in in close swarm with little fish. What we're finding out, swarm with little fish, but farther out, figure 20, 30, maybe even farther to get into those knucklehead sea bass. And there's some slab porgies, well, slab pork chops to pie plate to hubcaps, depending on how deep you go and where you go. But a lot of these guys have their numbers down, and that is that is it on the freshwater scene. This warm water. Remember we did a couple of weeks ago with a uh, big country, John Hagman, a transition, uh, the cold weather, water, ch- man, those bass are right up in the shallows again, the bass and pickerel, we tomahawked them, man, little twitch face, little Azori crystal minnows, little Azori pins minnows, even got one on a frog, oh, his next few days, oh, it's crazy out there, hey man, we're up against a hard break, first guest coming up, Nate Figley. New Jersey Fish and Wildlife's Southern Region Lands Management Superintendent. And we are talking pheasant and quail stocking because that season opens on the 12th. But today through this week, through this coming week, it's Youth Pheasant Day, man. Uh, how thousands of birds were stocked. We'll get into that with Nate. And uh, after that, we have Mike Caruso, publisher of Fisherman Magazine, coming up. A jam show. Jam show. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. Grab that cup. Grab that Red Bull. What a glorious, glorious weekend. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, good luck to all the youth pheasant hunters out there today. And also, don't forget, this: the following week, November 7th to 11th, the youngsters will be able to hunt on those 10 stock wildlife management areas in the Rack and Fin Radio listening area, whose stock was Aston Pink, Kyers Mills, Glassboro, Millville, Peasley, and Winslow. Okay, if you're going to be up north, it's Clinton, Black River, Flatbrook, Roy, and Woodingham. Now, from what I understand, a total of... 2,280 prime quality cockbird and hen ringnecks were stocked for the youth day and I also consider it youth week. Now, next Saturday, the pheasant and quail season opens. Let's get to some numbers real fast in the rack and fin radio listening area. Top end, Aston Pink's going to get 540. This is for opening day, people. Um, Collier's Mills, 330. Howardsville, 80, Manahawkin, 80, Medford, 140, The Forge, a.k.a. Stafford Forge, 270, and Fort Dix, 
I saw I get a permit for that. I don't know. That's that's going to get 60 birds. In the southern region, Glassboro, 170, Dix, 210, Hyserville, 80, Mad Horse Creek, a fave, man. 150, Millville, 570, Nantuxet, 190, another fave, man. Port Republic, 80, Tuckahoe, 180, another fave, man. And Winslow, 230. For the Bob White numbers, remember, only two tracks are stocked. Greenwood Forest, 600, and Peasley, 600. Now, the following week, the birds are going to be stocked uh, for Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Okay, it's going to be going in. It goes uh, through, I guess, December 1st, and it shuts down for a couple of weeks for the various deer seasons we have going on. People always ask, Tom P., what about the birds? How do they stock them? Where are they raised? Where are they getting them? How many are going out? Joining us on the line right now is Nate Figley. He's the Southern Region Superintendent, New Jersey Fish and Wildlife Bureau of Lands Management. He and his crew are responsible for getting all these top-quality birds out. Nate, I think he's in his truck. A few minutes to talk about the ringnecks and the Bob White State. Thanks for joining us. How you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Tom? Eat up for the birds, man. Wings and things in November. That's my gig. Well, Nate, these birds look good. I think the baseline for the pheasants, uh, 57,480 and 11,000 for the Bob White Quill. Those numbers accurate? They are, yes. Yep. Now, people always ask, I, I get questions all the time. Tom, because I remember they way back, as recently as that, eight, nine, ten years ago, they used to stock in the late afternoons. I understand the stocking is at night, the night prior, correct? Go into that. Where are the birds, were they procured and the trucks go out? What's the dealio? So currently we're purchasing our birds from two different game farms, uh, Mahantango and Trace. Mm-hmm. And those birds are delivered directly to one of our regional offices where our lands management staff transfers them onto their trucks. Um, sometime after, beginning after sunset, they will start heading out to the different wildlife management areas that they stock. And then they'll just go from field to field and stock all the fields on their run. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, return at the end of the night. I like the idea of the nocturnal or, you know, uh, dusk into dark stocking because I remember when it was, was stocked in the late afternoons, there was still plenty of daylight. Some of the pheasants especially, man, they were on their way to Iowa. <laughs> you open that crate and they were gone. So doing it at night uh, pretty much precludes that, correct? It cuts down on it for sure. You have some nights, you know, with full moons um, where the birds do like to fly a little bit. Um, but when you're stocking, you take that into consideration and you don't do as much flying, um, as you know, you would typically do on a, on a night with less of a moon. So. Okay. Join us on the Rackerfin line this morning is Southern Regional Lands Management Superintendent with New Jersey Fish and Wildlife, Nate Fidley. We're talking next weekend's opener, Bob White Quail and Ringneck Pheasant. Now I want to ask you, how are these numbers as prospective wildlife management areas uh, that are stocked, uh, conjured figured out? Uh, hunter pressure, access. What's the dealio, bro? So a few years ago, they worked on a um, allocation formula. Mm-hmm. And what they did based on, they, they took a several factors into account. Um, one is proximity to stamp buyers. Another is um, size of the area that's being stocked number of fields, and uh, number of field clusters. I'm not exactly sure how that number works, but they factored all these um, in and then developed the allocation. 
and they, the division, uh, I shouldn't say that, the, the uh, Bureau of Wildlife Management, whatever, did a great job with. Now, I understand there are stocking maps available and they're in the digest, correct? Because that really, that really keys guys right on the right areas. They're, they're on our website. They're not in the digest itself, but they are on our website. And now these birds are stocknate. I mean, are they pretty much everything pretty much wrapped up by what, nine o'clock, midnight? And I'm worried about the, any problem or noticeable problem with nocturnal predators, most most notably owls and foxes. <laughs> so, yeah, there's always going to be, you know, predators out there. Um, the division over the years um, has expanded hunting opportunities and trapping opportunities um, for predators and our fur bearers. Um, so what we need is our sportsmen and women to start taking advantage of that and get out there um, and start harvesting some of those animals. Sure, of that's course, a, owls yeah. and hawks, you can't, and right. they're always going to be there. <laughs> I know, that's one thing. Well, I get, but Nate, you guys put out so many birds, so many quality birds. You know, you see every once in a while, I'll see one here in the area, of a, a victim of like predation. But for the most part, there's plenty of birds out there whenever the uh, whenever these things are stocked for the next day. It's a win-win all around. But this is on page 56, the pheasant quail stocking maps. There is a thing there. You can um, hit it with your smartphone. There shows a small map there. But as Nate says, it goes into a lot more detail on njfishandwildlife.com. Well, Nate, uh, another thing too. Any plans now? Your your lands management do an incredible job. Uh, shout well, shout! I know he's listening. Shout out up north, Jimmy Hardaby. But Nate, what about any improvement, habitat improvements, clearing more fields? As if Forge has some more fields to increase uh, stocking opportunities. So that was recently done um, at Stafford Forge. Uh, my coworker Pete Winkler. Did that up up there. Uh, they're doing some work up in North Jersey right now, um, and we have down in the southern region a proposal for Glassboro. And a few years ago, we did expand um, and added some acres to Winslow Wildlife Management Area um, for stocking. Okay, joining us on the line is Nate Figley, Southern Region Superintendent, uh, Division or New Jersey. I'm sorry, New Jersey's uh, Fish and Wildlife Bureau of Lands Management. Talking uh, next Saturday's opener, Bob White Quail Ringneck Pheasant. Nate, we're up against a break here. I don't mean to keep you too long because I know you are in your truck. I've been asked on occasion, again, particularly with the Bob Whites. In fact, it's all around the Bob Whites. Greenwood Forest and Peasley on the stocking days. They they are crowded. There's only two areas. What would be involved? I'm sure the idea has been uh, tossed around or presented to um, Fish and Wildlife about getting another southern region management area, uh, clearing some fields and maybe taking a third of the birds that are stocked in each, spreading them around to relieve some of that pressure. Not to not to be on a downer here to one little downer. Listen, on Saturday, especially it. It can be it can be upland chaos as, as far as the quail are concerned. Has there been any talk about? You know, and what would be involved in getting another uh, track stock with, with Bob Whites? Uh, there has been discussions about expanding and opening an area for um, quail stocking up in North Jersey. North Jersey, oh, okay. Um, that, oh. would, that needs to go through our game code um, before that can actually occur. Um, so have to wait until the next game code uh, period to be able to um, hopefully have that come to fruition. Uh, but there have been discussions, uh, and we've been um, searching around for an area that would best support um, that type of stocking. 
one of the concerns when it comes to quail is as you get later in the year with the, the lower temperatures, um, they're not as hardy as you know, pheasants. Right. Um, so if they get a little bit wet, a little too cold, you know, they tend uh, to not survive as well. Um, so that's one of the current concerns about opening an area up in, in North Jersey. Okay, Nate, I just, well, Nate, we have the uh, youth pheasant hunt going on today. Now, uh, I like that the uh, Fish and Wildlife extended it to an additional week for the youngsters to get out there without all the pressure. That's a win-win all around, is it not? That is, yeah. So on, you know, today the kids get to participate in some areas are guided and some areas are unguided. And then, of course, after um, 1 o'clock in the afternoon, you can go out to any of the locations that are stocked and hunt on your own. And one of the, I think, smartest things that uh, Fish and Wildlife did is expanded the hunting opportunity to include the entire following week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know about everybody else's kids, but my kids are off this week or this coming week. So you know, there's plenty of opportunity to get them out there. The birds are out there. And, uh, you know, why just let them sit out there and, and not have people right. Part- get out there and go after them. Unless it's going to be great weather and timing is everything. That's great that the youngsters are off next week for the most part. And there are plenty of birds out there. 2,280. A lot of them are in the Rackman radio, uh, Southern central and, and Southern areas of the state on the management areas, Assenpink, Collier's Mills, Glassboro, Millville, Peasley, and Winslow. People get your kids on the pheasants, get them now. Now listen for next week. Don't forget you need the $40, uh, pheasant and quail stamp. And they to me, so I know some guys and gals still bellyache about the $40, but for the number and quality of birds going out there, it's a deal like un- unreal. I mean, you, you go to, and there's some great preserves out there, people. You're going to spend at least 250 to 300 for maybe a half day of hunting. Here, $40 for the stamp gets you prime birds. And if you pick your days, we prefer to go during the week. It's a, it's just fantastic hunting, Nate. Yeah, the hours of opportunity that that $40 stamp provides to you is incredible. I take big advantage of it. I have a uh, a lab that I love to hunt over, and I've got my kids into it, so I'm out there all the time. And it's, you know, it's a lot of family fun and gives you a lot of time to be out in the field. I heard about that lab, Figley. What's the deal, yo? Any Tom P. invite in the future? <laughs> <laughs> Nate, you take care. Listeners, Nate Figley, Southern Region Superintendent, Lands Management, New Jersey Fish and Wildlife, pheasant next week, today for the youth, and next week for the youth. And starting the 11th man era stocking birds, we're looking at some huge totals, 57,480 when it concludes for the pheasants and 11,000 for the Bob Whites. Get out there and enjoy $40 stamp. It's kick ass time. Nate, hope to see you in the field one of these days, man. Yeah, I'm sure we'll bump into each other. Keep my eyes open. <laughs> you don't know what he means by that, people. <laughs> you take care, brother. We'll see you. Thanks again. Uh, take it easy, Tom. We'll see you. Just a great guy. Just great. And I tell you, they are so involved with, with the stocking of birds, the quality of habitat. $40 for a bird stamp. Absolutely win-win all around. Up against the break. Grab that cup. Grab that red. We'll be right back. 
Rack and Fin Radio. If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG. Talk Radio 95.5. We're Town Square Media, and along with the awesome radio station you're listening to right now, we're publishers of best-in-class national entertainment brands like Taste of Country, Pop Crush, and more. And when combined with our local brands, we can reach over 70% of consumers in our community. At Town Square, all this digital cloud puts us in a unique position to help local businesses grow with powerful marketing solutions. In addition to local radio, we're experts at web design and SEO, plus targetable advertising solutions like streaming TV, addressable geofencing, YouTube, Snapchat, Facebook, Spotify, search engine marketing, and so much more. That may sound like a lot of buzzwords, but really all that matters is we can deliver a relevant and ideal target audience to your business with data-informed decisions. No guessing, no waste, and you gain a trusted marketing partner with Town Square Media. Take your business to the next level. Call our Director of Sales, Jim McLean, today at 609-910-5247. To some people, the sound of a baby babbling doesn't mean much. But that's not necessarily true. By six months, they're combining vowels and consonants. By nine months, they're trying out different kinds of sounds. And by 12 months, their babbling is beginning to take on some meaning. Especially if there's no babbling at all. Little to no babbling by 12 months or later is just one of the possible signs of autism in children. Early screening and intervention can make a lifetime of difference and unlock a world of possibilities. Take the first step at AutismSpeaks.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. I'm a wife and the mother of two kids, and I've got a good job. Bye, Mom. See you, Mom. A pretty important job. Because of my family and my job, I really care about this neighborhood. It's a good neighborhood. Yes, there's some crime. And when I drive to work, like now, I realize that some people here don't trust the police. So the police should be reaching out to this community. And this community should reach out to the police. That's the way to make this a safer place. And when I get to work in the precinct house and put on my uniform, I can tell you as a police officer that this department is reaching out to the community and the community is doing its part. We're building partnerships. This should be happening everywhere. This is how we can all be safer. Get involved. Start the conversation. Start the conversation and help stop crime. To learn to find things you can do, go to ncpc.org slash preventviolentcrime. A message from the National Crime Prevention Council and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. My dad, he's a double amputee, and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. 
Most of our troops built this house, and it's basically made for him. My dad can get through the wide doorways. When he is making our lunch, he can reach anything we need. He'll help me build tiny projects. Life is good here. Without homes for our troops, we'd be living in a home that didn't have all these features that helped him. Homes for Our Troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. If they get a new house like this one, it'll help them, like, do normal life. My dad's not just a hero. He's my hero. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. We get it. You're not going to work just anywhere. You're smart, ambitious, and you want to help others. You want a place where you can thrive, feel fulfilled, and have an opportunity for growth, all while making an incredible living. Right now is the perfect time to join the team at Townsquare Media as a marketing consultant. Join one of the fastest-growing digital companies in America, where you get to help build client solutions with real local influencers and sell brands like TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. If this sounds exciting to you, let's have a conversation. Our comp package is amazing with unlimited earning potential including base salary mobile phone auto expense 401k match trip incentives and more if you're competitive driven and have the ability to communicate great ideas we'd like to hear from you with digital advertising expected to double over the next three years the timing could not be better reach out to mike rubel market president at 609-910-5249 or visit careers.townsquaremedia.com townsquare media is an equal opportunity employer when it comes to making plans, you are the best. What about those round trips that you plan in advance, which are perfect on your way there and perfect on your way back? Or those meetings with friends for which you make a group chat three months before so that nobody or anything is missing? Or your daughter's first birthday party? You planned it with such dedication that instead of the first, it felt like our quince's. The same way you plan each detail for those moments. Start planning to protect you and your loved ones from a natural disaster. Sign up for local weather and emergency alerts. Prepare an emergency kit. And make a family communications plan. Protecting your family is the best plan you can make. Get started at ready.gov slash plan. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Today, one in five working-age Americans has a mental health condition. People in all types of jobs and at all levels. And the key to helping us succeed is a supportive and inclusive workplace. All of us have a role to play in making that happen. So what can I do to help? As a CEO, I can set the tone for supportive culture. As a manager, I can offer assistance and accommodations. As a coworker. I can listen and be a source of support to my colleagues. As someone with a mental health condition, I can ask for what I need to perform my best. I can offer all employees the supports they need to deliver on the job, for the team and for the business. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I can remind others that we all benefit from workplaces that promote good mental health. Mental health-friendly workplaces are more important than ever. And all of us have a role to play in promoting them. Learn more at whatcanyoudocampaign.org.
We stand on the shoulders of the women who came before us. Women who were told they were bad with money. Women who couldn't even get a credit card without a man co-signing. Women who fought for their own financial futures. And now it's our turn to lead the way. Join us at WeSaySaveIt.org. Where women of all ages and all budgets are learning how to save for retirement. You work hard. You make money. Now make that money work for you. Invest in yourself at WeSaySaveIt.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Yeah, back inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Week of November 5th and 6th. 25 days remaining, 25 days remaining. We'll get to what I'm talking about in about a minute or two. Hey, any other chance to pick up the November issue of the Fisherman Magazine? One of the best issues, I mean, every every month it's great. And they have the, you know, the weekly online editions. This month is absolutely super. Have a great lineup of the articles in the uh, front section we have Chasing to- uh, Once-in-a-Lifetime Tog, Born to Run, Nantucket Shoals, Sandeels and Stripers. I like that. Will they or won't they? And Lock It In, How to Set Up for Wreck Fishing. Then in the, besides Jim Hutchinson's outstanding editorial, Old Ledbet, you got to read that about that Ohio uh, Lake Erie wildlife fishing uh, cheating scandal. You have Tob Obsession by the great Frank Mahalik, November Surf by Nikki Honoshevsky, A Real Challenge by Captain Our Story, Muddle in the Middle by Wayne Young, and A Fresh Focus Fall into Winter Trout. A lot of stuff going on. The Fisherman Magazine, most notably the decades-long running Dream Boat Challenge. 25 days remaining. It ends November 30th. I would say probably... Not the longest running, the most popular multi-species tournament on the East Coast, if not the country. Join us online, very special guest, Rock and Finn, longtime friend, personal and professional acquaintance is Michael Caruso, publisher, president of the Fisherman Magazine. Mike, congratulations on yet another Grand Slam issue, but the Dreamboat's rapidly coming to a close, but there's still opportunities out there, man. Hey, Tom. Hey, buddy. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, there's... There's tons of opportunities. Uh, you know, we are in the, the last stretch of Dreamboat, but especially down in Jersey, some of the fishing gets to be the best of the year. Oh, the, uh, the tog and the bass, Mikey, the tog and the bass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah, so it's been a uh, another very dramatic uh, Dreamboat, you know, with, uh, you know, with uh, just incredible catches. The Dreamboat, you know, has always been – structured in a way where it's, you know, season-long, region-wide, multi-species, uh, have to be a uh, subscriber to the magazine. Right. So it's, you know, a community of, of, uh, of, of people who, 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 are, who are, you know, who are subscribers. And, you know, it's, it's done in, in the most fisheries-friendly way we can do it. You know, we put minimums uh, on each of the species. Right. We fish robins, fluke, black sea bass. Uh, scuff, bluefish, and blackfish, so that you know we're not needlessly, uh, you know, weighing in every fish that you know that everybody catches. You know, we make those minimums pretty, pretty challenging mm-hmm. to achieve. So you know, it's done very, very well. It's um, you know, it was designed, I guess, at this point, decades ago, to um, award award the angler that achieved the most. You know, in a lot of right. ways. You know, this is a true. This is a true competition, um, and it really does bring out what I would consider 
super species of, of, of anglers. Mm-hmm. You know, these guys, yep. these guys at the top throws of this and top rankings are just really, really impressive. Well, Mike, in a conservation movement, kudos uh, to the Fisherman magazine. Uh, striped bass were, were dropped from the uh, competition a few years ago, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's another thing. You know, any species that is under some pressure, um, the last thing we want to do is incentivize catches by putting a $100,000 or whatever the actual cost of the grand prize is. That Steigercraft 23 is quite the incentive to go out and fish. Yeah. We, don't, we, don't, we don't feel the need to um, incentivize the catch of striped bass to that extent by, you know, making a part of this contest. And, you know, uh, again, you know, we're trying to think of everything um, to be as responsible and friendly to the fishery as possible while conducting a, you know, a um, a super legit and professional fishing tournament. So, um, yeah, yep. So, so striped bass is not part of this. Um, okay, understood. Joining us online is Michael Caruso. Publisher, owner of the Fisherman Magazine. We're talking the outstanding November issue. Great cover shot there, by the way, uh, Caruso. And the Dreamboat yeah. Challenge, 25 days remaining. Mike, let's get into We have the prize thing here is, is staggering, people. It's staggering. First place grand prize, a Steigercraft 23 model. It's a Miami with a Yamaha 200 horsepower outboard motor, an Engel EN80 cooler, an Orion offshore first aid kit. That's that's the grand prize. Second place prize, Mike. I'm all for this one. I want to do it another boat. A lifetime uh, fishing trip of a lifetime to Marina Pesvea in Costa Rica, Mike. That and let's go into the other ones, Mike. But that that's a win win all around for somebody like me. <laughs> well, you know, and, and so Jim Hutch was at Marina Pesvela in Costa Rica this this year earlier in the year. Yep. Did a video. You know, we were he was well. They tag fish with satellites just like we do on the striped bass program, but they they tag obviously you know build fish marlin, but also um, a rooster fish. And so Jim went down there and they tagged a rooster fish, and so there's like some parallels. You know, always learning about you know right. uh, how, how to execute and structure the uh, you know the striped bass tagging, and that really was a help. And so that but that that location, that destination, that lodge is amazing. I mean, that's a beautiful, beautiful destination on earth. Yep. Uh, also, third place is a Humminbird Apex 16 MSI plus char plotter, Humminbird 2124, chirp radar, oh man, chirp radar, Minn Kota Riptide, Tarova, and a trolling motor. Fourth place, a Seagull Paddle Ski, 437PS Swivel Seat Package. Then, Mike, you have yep. largest fish category, you have fish of the month categories, and Caruso, you have a list of sponsors as long as my leg, and I'm six four almost. Yeah, well, you know, you know, listen, we're fortunate, you know, that um, you know that there's this support from from companies, you know, and it's wide ranging, you know. Um, this contest, um, you know, it, it reaches a lot of people. You know, many many people fish in it, but you know, in a lot of ways, you know, those standing boards are or is, you know, home plate for some of the largest fish caught in the region. So it be, and it, and it evolves every week. The drama mm-hmm. of this contest evolves every week. So, you know, so the sponsors are able to, you know, focus on an event that's very important to 
anglers here in the Northeast. And, you know, they've got great products that, right. you know, are, are applicable and relevant to this market. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they understand the return when they, uh, you know, when they are part of something like this with us. So, yeah, we're fortunate, you know, we've always been blessed, you know, to, to, you know, to be recognized in that way by some of the mm-hmm. well, really large companies in this industry. So it's, it's cool. And uh, Caruso, I know how you operate, Mike. Listen, Mike and I go back a long, long way. I'm sure the 2023 thing is already being formulated. <laughs> well, we're always thinking ahead. There's always something good. There's always something good ahead. And, you know, listen, I mean, the magazine itself, to be a subscriber, you know, there, there's not a resource out there that taps you into more content by people who are literally have their finger on the pulse of what's happening beyond anyone else. A guy like Jim Hutchinson, our editor in New Jersey, there is nothing that uh, doesn't pass his desk. You know, he's arguably the most informed person in fishing in New Jersey. And so a subscription alone is certainly worth the price of admission, but the fact that you can get into the dream boat and enter fish throughout the year and access everything we have online. I mean, it's, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be selling it, but we're proud of the product. And, uh, you know, Mike, how, hey, listen, Caruso, how could you not? It's 10 stars across the board, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, and, you know, we love New Jersey. You know, New Jersey is actually our largest edition. We have the most support in New Jersey. You know, the other editions are strong as well, obviously. But boy, you know, our community and, well, we feel part of the Jersey community. I'm not going to take ownership to the community by any means, but the fact that we all, you know, kind of, you know, love this lifestyle of saltwater and freshwater fishing on New Jersey, in New Jersey, it's, uh, you know, we're fortunate, yeah. Tom. We're, we're all fortunate, right? I mean, I live on Long Island, but I'm going fishing. I'm going fishing in Jersey on uh, on Monday. I've been, I've probably been there half a dozen times. That fishery blows me away. It's you like, know, it's, 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 it's you, you, you going for sure. Island, so that's a big statement. Well, I'm telling you, unless we're talking to Mike Caruso, publisher, uh, editor, president, or not editor, a publisher, uh, owner, Fisherman Magazine. Sorry, I got Hutch on a mind. He was in Costa Rica and didn't invite me after I told him I had my luggage caddy certification. <laughs> Caruso, that's another story. <laughs> but, but Mike, That's now the tenor, what you're seeing out there, you have, uh, you guys have an incredible, uh, boat show schedule. You're nonstop. Just as a, a little bit of a non sequitur, Caruso, I'm finally getting used to reading the online edition. I just turned 139. So, you know, I like the old magazine and hand type thing. But there's, yeah. unless there's yeah. on that website, the fisherman doc, there's everything. And Mike, you can access the other editions in New England, New York, and Long Island, correct? Yeah. That's the cool thing um, with with the value of you know subscribing, you know, is that there is a wealth of information and it, it kind of transcends beyond New Jersey. Let's face it. Like I said, I fish in New Jersey, but I also fish up on Cape Cod. You know, yeah. if I'm a Long Island subscriber and get home delivery of the monthly magazine, well, then online I'm also getting access to both of those other neighboring editions. And I tell you, it comes in handy. Um, and that's, you know, that's one of, that was one of the values we're able to pass on to uh, readers uh, is that, you know, digitally, you know, we're able to deliver the magazine yep. in digital form uh, literally uh, five days earlier than we can get it to you with print. And, sure. 
Yeah. Those weekly magazines, the info in there is timely, and we want you to get it. Like we do, we collect and gather comprehensively all these fishing reports on a Sunday evening. Monday morning, it's posted on the website. So that, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's you know, we do. We actually publish Tom just under fifty thousand words per week of fishing reports. Uh, that's unmatched, you know, and, and you're, you're, it's it's completely comprehensive. Jersey market, all the markets here in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. And you've got it, you've got guys gathering that who live this lifestyle too, you know. And uh, and Mike, the, 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 and yeah. the editorial staff, you have Anderson up there in New England, you have a guy, uh, Matt Broderick, whatever, New York, Long Island. Yeah. Uh, he had to fill Fred Golifaro's shoes. God rest Fred. Uh, but that kid is doing an amazing job. So is Anderson across the board, Mike. Uh, every, every edition of Fisherman. You know, New England, New York, Long Island, and Jersey, top-notch information every time, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Tom. I, that, 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 that is the truth. You know, these guys are, you know, kind of best in class when it comes to, again, knowledge, uh, experience level, skill level, but they're excellent writers. They manage, you know, they manage other writers, you know, and, and look for the best-in-class contributors out there. And so we're always pushing the envelope, you know, to yeah. make uh, – what we bring to market in this magazine to be simply the best, you know, that's what we're trying to do. And hopefully we're hitting that mark. And, you know, it's, it's, this magazine's got a lot of muscle out there from an advertising standpoint because of, and um, you know, it's, um, it's great. And, you know, there's really neat initiatives, you know, I'm sure you're aware of like the satellite tagging program, you know, that's been, um, that's been really very, fascinating to everyone who, who, who reads it and, and to, to me i mean it's just very fascinating more to come on that and uh, we just keep expanding it tom you know just keep, I, I just uh, caruso to me I, the first thing i the very first thing i go to is hutch's editorial <laughs> and then i go to the calendar events because hutch like you said man he nails it down and he doesn't pull punches When it comes to conservation and uh, fighting for the rights of anglers, recreational saltwater and freshwater anglers, Hutch and the fishermen are right there, Caruso. Oh well, Hutch, Hutch, Hutch is the is the watchdog um, for New Jersey. Period. You know, for the fisheries, he he protects it fiercely for recreational anglers and for for hire um, captains, tackle shops. He is, he is in many ways, the spokesman of the New Jersey fishery. And you're right. I mean, he, you know, the awareness is key, you know, to get people to know, right. to be aware of what's happening, you know, from a marine conservation, from a fisheries management standpoint, from an access standpoint, from a political standpoint, right. all of that really matters. And there is no other source to get that information. I, I know of none. The other thing you mentioned, which, I know Jim is really proud of, of course I am too, but that calendar of events is <laughs> as far reaching as you could get. Yep. You know, if you want to know what's going on in fishing, go to our calendar events and look at the New Jersey listing. It's, it's, it's comprehensive, you know, so a lot of work goes into all those things. And, um, you know, it's, uh, it, we're, we're lucky to have, we're lucky to have Jim and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, and, and, and everyone else who contributes to it, Tom. Listen, there's 25 days remaining in the Dream Boat Challenge. Uh, it's going to end November 30th. There's still, a, there's still a shot out there. Pick up the November issue of Fisherman Magazine. Better yet, subscribe, and then you'll be eligible starting next May 1st for the Dream Boat Challenge. 
I'm sure it's going to be even bigger and better. And, Mike, I understand uh, here in Jersey, kicking off is going to be the Wildwood Fishing and Boating Expo. The fisherman's going to have a booth. Come down here, uh, talk to the editors and John DeBona and that whole crew, and you'll um, you'll enjoy Congratulations, Mike, again on another super issue and another successful Dream Boat Challenge, Caruso. Hey, when are we going to fish? When are we going to fish, Mike? Well, I'll throw it back at you, my friend. I mean, you've done an amazing job with this program. And, you know, it's uh, I know people listen. I hear about it all the time. And, you know, the energy. I got to say, the energy. It's all about the PAG energy power pack. He's like the Energizer Bunny. I love it, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I absorbed that at the Anaheim ICAST. Back in the night, who the hell is that guy running around? That's the new kid with the fisherman. Holy God, I thought I was fast. Caruso, you were, you were like the road runner, man. <laughs> One condition, if we go fishing, and we're going to go fishing, is no bananas, of course. Uh, but I, I think we gotta, I think we got to you know, have a waiver that you can't have any coffee. No coffee. <laughs> uh, okay, Mike, that's the deal. Hey, best of joys, by the way, before I let you go, how are Iron Mike and that beautiful Isabel? Uh, thanks, buddy. Everybody's wonderful. Thanks for asking. You know, happy, healthy. We're blessed, you know. Thank you, Tom. Everybody's doing great. Okay, Mike, we'll see you at one of the shows. You have the Wildwood Expo. There's the New York Boat Show coming up. Then you have the Atlanta City Boat. Caruso and crew are going to be everywhere. Mike, hope to see yeah. you at the shows, man. You take care. Best of Joyce. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Fox News. Until NATO, a tornado outbreak Friday tore into parts of Arkansas, Texas, and in Oklahoma, where Cody McDaniel is McCurtain County Emergency Manager. I just received word that they did get confirmation that there is also a fatality in McCurtain County tonight. In northern Texas, at least two dozen people known hurt. Entire neighborhoods were flattened. Presidential heavyweights head to Pennsylvania this weekend ahead of Tuesday's midterms. Former President Trump stumping for Republicans, former President Obama and President Biden campaigning for Democrats. And the president predicts his party's going to keep control of Congress. We're going to win this time around. I feel really good about our chances. Meanwhile, GOP National Chair Ronna McDaniel says it's her party that's got the momentum. America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. For the overnight, partly cloudy, but watch for areas of dense fog developing. That fog will reduce visibility, leading to slower travel. Low 56 after that dense fog lifts for Saturday. Look for partly to mostly cloudy skies. Breezy, but very warm with a high of 76 degrees. Partly cloudy, breezy for Saturday night. Low of 60 and for Sunday, very warm with a high of 76 degrees. I'm Mackie Weathers, Matt Benz on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Weather, weather, weather to go after sea bass or stripers. Dear ass, yeah, a little uh, a little warm for that. What a Indian summer. What a what a perfect weekend. This is going to be extending into this coming week. Hey, people, it's showtime. Showtime is starting in uh, what, five or six weeks. Oh, no, I shouldn't say it. About uh, November, December. In about uh, eight, nine weeks, we're going to have the Wildwood Fishing and Boating Expo in there at the convention center. You have the boat shows coming up, you know, January, February, March. Kicking it off, kicking it off, kicking it off. It's not a show, so to speak. It's um, 
I don't know, maybe like an enclave. I don't know how you would describe it. It is an incredible learning experience. It's the 31st annual International Fly Tying Symposium. It's going to be held November 12th and 13th up there in uh, Somerset, New Jersey. Easily reached off the Garden State Parkway, 287, what have you. It's a it's a super event over, from what I understand, over 100 tires, tires rather, from around the globe, not just the U.S., will be there. Joining us, good friend of Rack and Fin Radio, longtime acquaintance, is Chuck Ferimsky. He is the show director, 31 years going. Chuck, how is it, man? This thing is going to be another super event. Yeah, we're happy to be back to where we started a long time ago. Everybody loved the uh, Double Tree at Somerset. Yeah. It was their favorite place, so we're back. Uh, Chuck, very easy to get to. Listen, we'll get into the admission uh, pr- uh, prices later. It's also going to be plenty of free parking. It's a great facility. Again, most importantly, very easy to reach. Chuck, I'm going through my notes, and I said, then I saw a press release. I said, whoa, man, this thing is a, is this a week early? What's up? So I put a call into you, Chuck. Yeah, it's usually the the week after that. What's uh, what's up with the early early symposium? Well, I uh, got a call from the hotel director. I haven't heard from him for a while. You remember we did the great big fly fishing show right. there, and and the convention center was sold, and they closed it and turned it into an eBay warehouse. Right, right. <laughs> so, so, so that kind of crushed the business on weekends for the DoubleTree. So they started to market weddings. So they had so many weddings, and they make a lot of money at weddings. So they, <laughs> yeah. they put me on on the wait list. So finally, he called me. He said, "Hey, we miss you. We wish you could come back. We do have a weekend, but it's normally not the weekend you take. It's a weekend early." I said, "It doesn't matter. It's only one weekend early. We can let people know I'll come." So we signed a contract, and we're coming one weekend early. It's gonna listen. It's gonna be a great event. You're into fly fishing, fly tying. Now, Frimsky, you know my proclivities. I just buy my flies. I try. There's, I try sitting at the buy. I tried the rod billing thing years no. ago. I just don't have the patience or Excuse the create the you creativity. Beg, you beg your flies from guys like me, and I'm not giving you any more until until you give me a couple dollars. You're killing me, Chuck. You're killing me. Okay, listen, listen. Anyway, Chuck, you have uh, the who's who in the fly tying world coming. I mean, and this just it's, it just seems to keep getting bigger, Chuck. And have you seen, especially in a saltwater fly fishing, Ann Fremsky, have you seen an upswing now in participation? I'm seeing more guys with fly rods, which, again, after the river ran through it or whatever it was years and years ago, big upswing, lulled a little while. Chuck, I'm seeing guys with fly rods in the bay and also on the jetties. What's your take? Yeah, it's 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 amazing. Well, one of the reasons is you you want to fish with what and how that that succeeds the most. And there's so many guys catching stripers on flies now because they're eating things that you really can't imitate as much with. Some of the plastic baits are awesome, but it's nothing like a wiggling piece of fur or feather in the water. It looks like a real fish. So they're really doing well, and a lot of a lot of people are also into the sinking lines and sinking tips on fly lines. They don't float right. anymore. That's not just a floating fly line. You can sink down 20, 30 feet. And if the fish are on the bottom before, you couldn't reach them with a fly line. I remember when I had the first sinking fly line, the guy was fishing next to me with, with plugs. I was catching stripers like crazy, and he didn't know what I was doing. 
Chuck, I've seen you and that crazy Dutchman, Theo. I still can't pronounce his last name. I watch you Buckle guys are. tomahawk the stripers, man. Again, listeners, with the fly rods. Well, Chuck, again, you have um, the guys coming in from Denmark, Italy. This one guy, Eros Tomasi. I've been not following him, but I see his work here and there. And you got Americans, you got Flagler, you have Bob Clouser, Bob Clouser Jr. Again, the who's who. Getting these world-class tires, Frimsky, to this event, is it like pulling teeth? Or, man, these guys just jumping on board because it's it's packed. It, you, you, there's no more room for tires there, bro. Now, I'll tell you, the guy that you mentioned, I never met him, but he's coming with uh, uh, Morton. He's the owner of a new company. Well, it's new to me. Uh, it's Eric's Hooks. They're coming from Denmark. Right, I want to mention it. And, yeah. and there's there's like a couple of the guys coming that I never met. So they've never been to the United States, so they're all excited. They're, one thing for the customers is they're going to be giving hooks to people to, to test. They'll be getting samples and They'll be seeing all these crazy designs that they have that are so strong. Mm -hmm. The points are unbelievable on these hooks. And Clouser, they have a hook named after him. He designed a hook for his Clouser minnow, and they have a special hook just for that specific fly. And Clouser's coming up from Florida, as you know. He's, he, he misses us, too. Oh, yeah. Listen, the up. company is Arex, A-H-R-E-X, a new hook. Oh, not new. Oh, it's going to be uh, introduced here at the Fly Tying Symposium up there in Somerset, Airx uh, Hook Company, and it should be just, uh, I'm going I'm to be there for that, you know, me with the hooks. Listen, it's November 12th and 13th uh, up there in Somerset at the uh, Hilton Somerset Hotel and Conference Center, 11200 Atrium Drive in Somerset, very easy to reach. Go to internationalflytyingsymposium.com for um, additional information. Well, Chuck, you have some great deals, uh, deals here. Admission Saturday is $15, $12 on Sunday, or $22 for a two-day pass. Listeners, besides the tires, there's seminars and there are classes. Chuck, briefly, go into the classes here and the seminars. This is a win-win, learn-learn, get-educated event, bro. Yeah, the price of admission, by the way, as you noticed, hasn't been raised, and I made a point to mention that in our press release. Mm -hmm. It's the only thing that hasn't increased in prices in the world today. <laughs> so it's the same. <laughs> yeah, it's the same as it always went. So you have extra money now to buy your groceries and gas to get there. <laughs> but any, anyway, everything's included in your price, except the special classes, because we have classes that are set aside for so a lot of people flying in from. Different parts of the country stay the whole weekend, so they take a three-hour class and then enjoy the show sure. the other time. And the seminars are going on all day. And the other thing we have is a featured tire, and that, and that's a guy right there tying flies. So you can look at him 10 feet away from where he's tying. It's on a big screen. You can ask questions. And I I have to mention somebody that you didn't didn't say anything about because he's never been there before. He's been in the sport for 40 years. It's Tom Rosenbauer. He's like the, the face of Orvis. I was just going to say, that's the Orvis guy. You got to be kidding. Yeah. Oh, man, Ferimsky. I'm so glad. Yeah. And he, it's, you know why he's coming? Because every weekend before Thanksgiving, we have the show, and that's when he meets his family on, on a Thanksgiving vacation trip. And he there said, you oh, you're going to be a weekend early? I could come this year. I said, all right. So he's going to be there all day. People, people have signed up for this class. I think it's almost full. Yeah, 
teaching one each day, and uh, he's he's a real good person. His personality and you guys together, you guys can talk for hours, hours. (laughs) This is true. Listeners, if you're into fly fishing and or, most importantly, fly tying, the International Fly Tying Symposium at the Doubletree uh, Hilton Somerset Hotel and Conference Center, 11200 HM Drive in Somerset. Uh, Show hours next Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And Sunday is going to be 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. And plenty of free parking. Chuck, give that website, please, or phone number for more information. Uh, it's International Fly Tying Symposium. That's our website. And everything that's going on at the show is on our website. You just have to find it and click all, all the different areas. The, the classes are explained, all the seminars, the names of all the tires. As you said, the guys are coming from Denmark, England, uh, Italy. You got, Italy. got them all oh, over man. the place, man. All over the, the place. You guys are great. So, well, I hope to see everybody. We are. Uh, this is a favorite show, and it's always kicking off the season, as you mentioned. And it's like the canary in the mines. We know that the show <laughs> season is going to be successful in the, in the winter time when most of the shows happen. Okay, check. My son, of course, took over the fly fishing show. Benji, that's like, right. Yeah, I retired. Yeah. That'll be an Edison. Yeah, that that word retired and Ferimsky, they're mutually exclusive. <laughs> That'll never happen. Chuck God spares. We'll see you next Sunday, man. Take care. Okay. Thanks, Tom. We'll see Bye. You. Up against break. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And that'll do it for this week on Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Get out there and enjoy this glorious Indian summer weather. I'll make it some clouds and maybe a little sprinkle here and there, but just beautiful temperatures, beautiful time to be in the woods, in the fields, and on the water. God bless America. God bless our troops. God bless our first responders. And God bless law enforcement. Hey, hope to see you tomorrow. Maybe, maybe we may get there in the afternoon. Convention in the Pines at McKay's Blueberry Farm, Russ Anderson Road in Chatsworth. And do not forget, for all your powery needs, power up, man. Boats, motors, whatever it is, Batteries Plus, 900 Tilton Road, Suite 3 in Northfield, right right across the parking lot here. Also, 1215 Route 73 in Mount Laurel. Coming up in a week or two is going to be Scott Spencer. Some incredible new products from Batteries Plus. See you next week, Rack and Fin Radio. Get out there.